to me it's about potential and possibility like the excitement of what 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 we're capable of capable of um to me that just gets me really really excited like the possibilities for for people's lives the possibility and the potential to 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 have a different experience of life and to to do more and but in a really natural effortless way you know in a way that's very freeing episode 19 yes 19 had to think about that of the coaching life podcast today's guest is someone i've seen around in the coaching world for quite some time her face has a popped up and appeared in some testimonies i've seen um for some of the most prominent coaches out there and also seen her around the three principles community I know she's been coaching for several years. Um, I've watched like an interview that she did a while ago. And yet she's not endlessly posting and selling programs on Facebook and positioning what she's doing. So I got curious. Okay, what's her story? So let's find out. (laughs) A big welcome across the globe all the way to New Zealand. Um... Yes, welcome today, Susan Andrews. Hello. Hello, Phil. Thank you so much. What a nice introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm really, like I say, seeing you around. So I'm, I'm curious. So this is a conversation. This is as much for me as they all are, actually, for my listeners. So can you tell us a little bit? Um, it's that classic question. Tell us a little bit about how you got into the profession of coaching. I know from an interview I watched that your view of coaching has changed, but perhaps you know just what what initially got you into into the profession of coaching right well um my background is in conference interpreting so it's been in it was always in languages i've always loved languages travel different cultures and so i trained as a professional conference interpreter so i was working in brussels um, at the time and had been for several years um, and um, that that job had taken me sort of you know in the freelance world, but also at the time I was working in a in a in a lobby, um, a European lobby, and um, to be honest, I was incredibly stressed. Um, <laughs> at the time, I put that down to the job. So I um, it got to the point where really I was I was too stressed to continue in the, working in the organisation that I was working working in for a variety of reasons. And one day I just thought, you know, what else can I do? And I had no idea what I could do uh, because to me I was working in this really specialised environment, very high level, um, really really specialised. And so I was looking for a coach. I, I came across the idea of a of coaching and was looking around for a coach of my own and suddenly got incredibly excited about the whole concept and um, it, it resonated with some of my interests and and I've always been interested in possibility and why it is that some people seem to follow their dreams and some people don't and so I, I, I came across a coaching um, academy and trained. And that's what initially got me into coaching. And <laughs> that was back in 2008, 2009. You know, and that, that feels somewhat uh, unusual for me, just from, you know, the limited number of people, of course, that I, I might have this kind of conversation with, that you've got into coaching from being coaching yourself rather than perhaps, you know, it being the other way around. Mm. Well, at the time, I wasn't coached. That's the funny thing, is that I didn't actually find a coach for myself. Okay. <laughs> I came across coaching and decided that maybe I could um, sort of just uh, wing, wing, uh, wing it, wing it on the basis of the coaching program that I was taking. So yeah, yeah, it was a sort of a new direction for me to take. So once you'd seen that and recognised that desire that there's something you wanted to do, how did you actually get started? How did you, you know, start getting clients? I guess. Mm. 
with great difficulty, with great difficulty, to be honest. It's been such a long and interesting and arduous journey. Um, you know, at the time, looking back, it's kind of, it's strange because it seems so far away now, that, that whole beginning stage. But How long ago are we talking, by the way? So that was back in 2009 that I qualified okay. as, a, as, a, as a coach. And... From then on, I just started taking on a few, you know, very small paid coaching clients, um, people around, just starting to see the impact that it was having on people. But um, it, it it felt to me, and this is kind of where I sort of headed off in one direction. It seemed to me that there must be a a, a method to to getting clients. That there was a sort of sort of a there was coaching and then there was the business of coaching and it looked to me very difficult. It looked to me I, I that was the impression that I was given through my coaching training that that it was quite that it was a whole separate pro process to go about getting clients. Yeah. And that took me off in the direction of marketing programs and business related programs and um, which which is kind of amusing to me now because I've I've sort of learnt a lot about that and <laughs> wouldn't necessarily recommend it. And we see a lot of that around, of course. I mean, yeah. I guess there was some success in doing that, in taking a marketing approach. Yes, yes, there was, there was. Um, I would say that I learnt... I learned about what it took to sell from an intellectual perspective. Oh. But I wouldn't say that it gave me any of the insightful understanding that allowed me to do that naturally um, and without feeling like I was selling. I think on some of those programs, I started to feel like I was being a bit manipulative. It felt like, in a way, I was taking from a, from a, a potential client as opposed to giving, is how I would describe it now. Um, and, and it felt a bit icky. It felt a bit icky. And, and, and so then I thought that, well, maybe I just don't know enough. So I need to learn more. I need to learn more about this whole selling side of things. But having said that, if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't be where I am now because it, it took me in a direction that, that I'm happy to be in now. Mm, yeah, beautiful. I think that so often it kind of works out that way. <clears throat> I always, yeah. you know, I think yeah, we've heard the cliche, you know, that life happens for us rather than rather than to us. And you know, I, 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 we were talking just before we started recording, and one of the events that I was talking to you about, I actually went to one of those events three days before I went to another event, which was completely different. And I just so appreciated actually the contrast. And I know that I wouldn't have got so much from like that second training had I have not gone through the first training and not been able to see the contrast there. You know, I'm I'm, I'm happy that you mentioned that because there have been points in my um, coaching career where I've really wondered whether I should regret some of the that I that I that I would regret some of the um, steps I've taken or mm. processes or programs that I've done, um, but but I've found actually that that has like you say it's allowed a contrast yeah. that has me much more certain about the way in which I help people now. Yeah. That if I hadn't had that experience, I would not be able to say with such certainty that that what I am doing now is more effective than what I was doing back then mm. and more impactful for, for clients. So it's a funny old thing because, you know, you sort of looking back, you think, well, I might not have, I might not have done that, but actually you can't really say that because where would you be now without yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, that's what experience is. I think to me, that's what experience is. And, you know, you've got to take the, the, the good with the with the you know the bad i mean none of it's bad but at the time sometimes you think you know maybe i shouldn't have done that <laughs> it took me a while as well to really see that actually um to to look and just see how helpful that that contrast was because you know the natural thing was going through that second bit of training which is completely different to think oh yeah i needn't have done anything previous but just really just again stepping back from that and just looking at it it was just it's just beautiful to see such a contrast that really you know amplified if you like the impact of sort of the the, the second set of training in that which feel now feels much more true to me 
as you've said mm. so what what changed what changed for you that 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 had you perhaps move away from that marketing approach one of you know looking to get and changing that to to giving um yeah what what changed wow that's such an interesting question because now that i'm thinking about it it's like what, what was there one thing that changed it's been such a it's been such an evolution right. it's been such a, a natural evolution um i mean the first thing that changed for me was that i started i i i, I stumbled across an, an understanding of of the mind i guess an understanding of how life works that seemed far more natural to me than what i was learning um at the time and and it, it really resonated with me because unlike the coaching training that I'd done initially, it felt like what I was now learning was a true reflection of how I'd accomplished things in my own life. Whereas the initial coaching training felt like it was a bit put on, like it was a bit artificial or fake. Like there was a kind of a structure around it that didn't really reflect in any way how I'd gone about my life and accomplished the things that I'd accomplished. So that was really interesting to me to see that there was something much more natural about how life worked that was kind of really behind how people succeed. And and so that intrigued me. That really intrigued me. And then I guess in terms of selling or, you know, creating clients, um, what I feel now is that there's a much more natural way. In fact, relying on my own my own kind of sense of direction, my own sense of Relying on myself more, trusting in myself and in my own natural ability to move in a direction and to help clients is is somehow far more effective to me than all of these strategies that I'd learned. Um, and again, reflects how I how I always knew that success was created, or how I always knew that people performed at their best or got the most out of themselves, or so I don't know whether that makes any sense, but it's like there's, there's something more that I, I trust more in my own ability to create now and to, to work with people in the way that makes sense to me and that's not manipulative. And I wonder if I'm hearing what, what I hear so often and certainly feels very true for me. It's like I, I personally, so I'm going to speak for me personally, that, that there was a, a point of liberation, if you like. I think... Um, and I, I see this with, with with other coaches that I talk to, is that okay? We get into the coaching, and there's a lot of stuff out there that's trying to tell us we need to be somebody. Who do you need to be in this particular situation and stuff? So we spend some time focusing on us. <laughs> Who do we need to be right. to be in the right. top percentage of the coaches on the planet? You know, the focus is on us. Who do we need to be as the coach? And then there's a suddenly for me there's a point of liberation in realizing I don't have to try and to be anybody. In fact, I'm at my most effective when I'm not trying to be somebody. And it was Robert Holden actually in a workshop with Robert where he asked this question, <laughs> which just blew my mind at the time, and 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 st I still find very liberating today. What's it What's it like to be you when you're not trying to be somebody? Ha! Huh, beautiful. Because if I'm not trying to be somebody, I don't have to have any focus on me. So I'm available, however God intended, to help and serve the person in front of me. You know, I think that that's the most powerful realization that anybody can ever have. And and to me, it forms the, the, the basis of, of, of what I want my clients to see, that that, that actually they have everything they need. They are already someone. Um, and I don't mean that in this really kind of fluffy way. You know, actually, we spend so much time trying to be someone, trying to prove ourselves to someone, to everybody else, trying to get everybody's approval, trying to justify ourselves, trying to, 
some, based on the idea that there's something we need to learn or know or sort of also trying to beef ourselves up in a bit, you know, in a way, um, puff ourselves up and, and be someone, you know, and be powerful. And, and I think that's actually not only really off-putting to people um, and to clients, I think it's really unhelpful as a, as a coach or, you know, in, in any of this work because people want to feel like your clients want to feel like they can be themselves. Hmm. And it's, it's the most liberating, powerful thing for any client to see that, that they can trust themselves and that they have everything they need. And I do not want to create any sense of um, dependence, I guess, on a coach. Mm-hmm. Like I used to, I used to have the idea in my head that my clients needed me. <laughs> that was a nice thought. But like, actually, actually, I found that my most powerful work now comes when the client senses that they don't need me, and when they have a sense that they have everything they need, that they're 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 free they're free and there's nothing more powerful nothing and and you know i work with i work with high achievers i work with you know people who are busy they're stressed they're doing big things they're that they're in positions of responsibility and it's incredibly rare for anybody to tell them that and for them to come to someone who who essentially points them towards themselves so why why do you think clients do hire you? Wow. What a great question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just that that makes me laugh because I'm trying to think back like a few years when when perhaps one of my coaches might have asked me that question and I would have got all in my head about it and mm. be like, right, well I'm gonna puff myself up here. Um I'm noticing what my answer to that question is already as well. Here I am tapping my head. Yeah. If I'm interested in what occurs here. Why do clients... That's such a great question. Do you know I've never asked one of my clients that? Um, I'm kind of tempted now. (laughs) You know, I think... I think as I have, and this has been a really long process for myself of undoing. It's really been an unlearning and an undoing. As I've felt more comfortable in myself um, and in, in being who I am and in knowing that I don't need to work with every person on the planet, like there are enough clients out there for me. And as I've stopped trying to prove myself to myself or to whoever, um, I think I've naturally, I've naturally just grown towards clients who are a bit like me in a sense. And I think perhaps that my clients come to me because they feel like I understand them or they feel heard or they feel, um, like we click in some way. Like it's the funniest thing. I think that there's just a a sort of a natural human connection. And sometimes I don't have that with a person. Um, and, and as much as I can try and artificially make up a connection, in some cases I just don't really click or resonate with what a client's up to and or a potential client's up to. And I think they feel that too. So my most exciting clients have been ones who in some way, um, in some way are like me, you know, they're interested in possibility. They're kind of up to something in the world. They, they're a bit driven, but you know, they've, they've kind they have a sense that there's something more for them. They might be a bit bubbly, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah, it's- that that whole thing around connection, it, it, I totally agree with you. I think connection is something that happens between two people very naturally when we're either not trying to create it or not trying to prevent it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes it just falls into place. Yeah. It just falls into place and... Um, it's very easy to scupper a, a, a connection as well by getting into my head um, around, ooh, what if this person were to become a client or what, what if yeah. this person didn't want to become a client? And 
I've, I've kind of learned about that now and, and have been able to drop out of that much more easily, which is much more impactful for the person in front of me. And I'm realizing, I kind of realized the moment I asked you that question, why do you think people do hire you? It's like, actually, it's, it's, it's not a really very helpful question. I mean, there, I know there are a lot of coaches out there that, that, that teaches that it is, you need to know this, but I actually, I've seen how irrelevant my own thoughts around that actually are because I'm not the one that's going to hire me. So I don't even really need to know. I can just, you know, connect with people, help them any way that I can that shows up in that moment. And if they want to hire me for, they'll have their own reasons to do so. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think the way I would put that as well is that when I'm not so needy in my, in my own mind, clients tend to show up. Um, it, it's almost as if that's just not my job. You know, someone someone that I really respect a great deal said to me, you know, impact is just not our job. Influence is not really our job. You know, if, if someone is impacted, they're impacted. Um, and, and that took away a lot of needy neediness in my mind. So now I kind of feel like it's not my job to go out there and create a client or to wonder whether someone's going to become a client. I, I, I feel like I just go out there in the world now. And it's not like I suddenly have, you know, like 10 clients showing up, but but I notice it's 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 a noticing. So I notice that when I drop out of my feelings of needing to get a client, they tend to uh, connect better with me. <laughs> and i chuckle because i know it's oh so often um most effective conversations i have and those that tend to lead on to something else be it either another conversation or indeed a package or something else it's it it doesn't seem to be any kind of coincidence that those tend to be like nine times out of ten there have been times when i thought okay it's getting late now when I'm, uh, this is the, my last conversation of the day, or it's my last one of the week. So let's get this one like out the way in the most kindest, kindest way possible. I mean, because I'm, I always love all of my conversations, but I'm like, I have nothing on it. It's like, cool. After this conversation, I'm going to go for a beer with my buddy or whatever. It's like, I have nothing on the outcome of the conversation. And those do tend to be the ones that seem to lead to something else. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that works on an individual coaching kind of client um, level. And I'm, I'm also noticing that it's working um, in terms of some of the other projects that I'm working on at the moment, because I'm, I'm, I've, I've become very interested in, in change, um, how change works. And I'm working on some, I guess you'd call them global change projects, um, doing some consulting work. And, you know, just today I had a conversation with some high-level people in government. Um, and I was a bit nervous before because I was thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, these are people that normally I would never think that I could go and <laughs> just, just go and talk to about the work I'm doing. And then I realized that actually if I just – and, again, this sounds like a strategy. It, it was not a strategy. It was more an insight that I had um, that really I, I – I just assumed that they were going to have n no interest whatsoever in what I was bringing to the table. I assumed no, you know, do you, do you know what I mean? I assumed that they were not going to be interested at all. And that just took all the pressure off my mind. And actually it was an incredibly productive, interesting conversation. And it, it just blew my mind in terms of the possibilities of where that might lead. And, and, and really it was because I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't really care whether whether or not they were interested at all. Mm. I mean, I do care, but, but I didn't. Yeah, beautiful. So can you give us like a, a an overview, um, you know, perhaps succinctly of where your clients have come from, how they've come about, mm. like maybe previously and, and then more so recently? <clears throat> And and I ask this question 
and I want to make this you know clear actually for my listeners I ask this question pretty much to every guest because not not to like oh great that's a strategy because you know my first client I've said this before my first client to sign up for a package was somebody I physically bumped into in the street you know and and that doesn't mean oh okay I'll start going and bumping into people in the street what I want to illustrate with by asking this question is there are an infinite number of uh, ways in which you know clients can appear in our lives so I'm, I'm asking out of genuine curiosity of how that's occurred for you it's it's a brilliant question because now I see um, kind of like a, a, a process in, in, in this and it's it's not really a process at all like, I used to think that I had to go out and get clients that it was a process that I was actively involved in and I'm going to be honest with you it doesn't work like that <laughs> Well, it certainly hasn't for me. So I had to come to the conclusion. I mean, when I started looking at it, I came to the conclusion that every single one of my clients came out of nowhere when I was not looking for a client that particular day. Um, One of my clients came from me sitting in a cafe on a Saturday with my baby at the time, sitting in the the buggy next to me. Um, I was reading a book. I was reading a book, and this person came up and said, I know the author of that book. I went to school with them. And I said, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> and then they went on their merry way. They went on their merry way, and then they came back. And, and, and I had actually, I briefly said to them that I did similar kind of work and that I did some coaching work. And they came back about 10 minutes later and said, you know what, you need to speak to my daughter. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. And so I had a very brief conversation with, with her daughter and made a proposal because it felt right. It wasn't a strategy. It wasn't, you know, and and she became a client. Um, you know, uh, other other clients have come from just connections. Connections who've said, you know, I, I can't even really put a process on it. There, to me, there's been no process in it whatsoever. I mean, one of my one of my clients came from a conference that I was part of last year and then it was something that I posted on Facebook I just sort of said look if anybody's interested in having a an experience of coaching get in touch and this person did and we had several conversations um, which weren't attached I wasn't attached at all to whether this person became a client and it became really apparent that that actually it would be really beneficial um, if we were to do some work together and that's how that came about and it's it's always been like that always and every time I I think you know I have to go out and get some clients now uh, I laugh at myself a few days later because it just doesn't doesn't work like that for me at all and it's much it's much easier it's so much easier to me it looks like it's part of life now it looks like it's just part of me going about my life and i still find myself you know like screaming both for myself and behalf on behalf of my listeners like oh okay if it's not like that how is it happening how is it happening <laughs> there must I be a way I, should i, should I tell me the name of the way. book tell me the name of the book and i'll go and sit yeah. start sitting in cafes with this with the book that you had <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, and and the thing is, is that I have learned all the methods out there. Seriously, like I have learned all the methods and I can guarantee you I've not made a single client that way. Not a single client. You are the first person that I've spoken to because I hear this mentioned. It's like used as a as a as an example in people who are teaching client creation. Just simply connect with people, simply connect with people. And I and I guess if there is one single key, it's like you're never going to create a client if you want to use the word create a client, be it that the clients are never going to come into your life without that connection. So I guess there is that one fundamental piece, you know, connect. Steve Chandler says connect, 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 just just connect with people and everything comes comes from that. Well, yeah, but see, there's, there's a way of looking at that. You <laughs> see, I, I didn't realize it was that, I didn't realize the simplicity of what that meant. Now, perhaps I was misinterpreting it, but I thought what I was hearing was that that was a strategy. Now, you've got to realize that I, although I might not seem it, am actually someone that really has always struggled with um, networking, connecting with people. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's fine when it's just normal, you know, going about life and, 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 and knowing people. But as soon as it got down to networking or, you know, the business side of, connecting 
I just have always felt really uncomfortable with that. So the idea of just connect, it, to me, it looked like something I had to go and do. Right. And I was decidedly uncomfortable with it because to me, it didn't feel natural at all. And um, it felt like I was trying to pitch something that, that wasn't at all natural. Now I see what that actually means insightfully. It's it's quite literally, and it's not even a doing. It, it <laughs> seems it seems funny to me now. Like it, it just means you know, like connect as in have a coffee with a friend, you know, and and, and and that's not a doing either. It's not like you go out to have a coffee with a friend in order to make a get a client. It, I don't know how to explain it, but. I didn't really understand that that was not a doing. And I think that it is taught as if it's a doing. I, d I don't really know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I misunderstood. <laughs> but I see others I see others kind of making that misunderstanding, as, uh, making that mistake as well. And at the, So I, I do think we know, because like I said, I think connection is something that happens naturally when we're neither trying to connect or prevent connection. Those are, those are right. perhaps two doing things. Connection happens in the absence of those two things. Hmm. Mm. So I'm, yeah, I'm, in, right. I'm intrigued. Uh, you've you mentioned, you know, you've worked with some coaches, and I'm 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 intrigued. What kind of client are you? <sighs> <laughs> oh boy, that's a question, isn't it? Um, okay, so I'm I'm really interested in learning about myself. I think I've got this fascination about discovering discovering and exploring um, who I am and what I'm capable of. And I've always been interested in that. You know, I, that's why I guess I love travel and I love different cultures and I dif love different languages because I feel like when you're in that, again, it's not like it's a frame of mind to get into, but there's something really um, powerful about discovering who you are and 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 what you're what you're capable of so I, I guess I'm that kind of client um, I, I I love to look for insight into myself so I found that in some of the as a client sometimes I've got very into my head around um, advice or some of the the, the, the the techniques or strategies that I felt have come out of some of that coaching and I, I now I, I look beyond that I'm always looking for the insight behind the strategy like where is where 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 do I want to come from so I'm kind of looking to gain something insightful for myself to learn something about myself that will then allow me to use that in the world um, I guess I, I'm not a very good client, you know, when it comes to getting into action. <laughs> like anybody who tells me to just go out there and take action, it's like forget it, you know, because because that's really not how um, we learn anything. Does mm. does that does that make any I, sense? I'm really, yeah, and and so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I listen to the, this thing. This, what this reminds me of um, is I listened. I was out on a walk one day, and I, I listened to Wayne Dyer um, podcast. And now there's like um, since he passed, um, Hay House have been releasing like just little, perhaps ten minute snippets of people calling in, and they just release like a single call. And there was one call in particular where a guy calls in and he says, uh, "Dr. Wayne Dyer, whatever, very happy to speak to you." Blah 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 blah. I have this thing going on with meditation that I want to meditate every day, and I find myself um, missing some days, and I want to get better at that. I want to, I want to meditate every single day, but I notice sometimes there's like three days I don't meditate and uh, <laughs> Wayne Dyer just simply just says yeah carry on <laughs> yeah yeah that's right that's right again it's kind of just uh, it's hard to explain isn't it there's just something to me there's you, you can't really take action unless you see something insightfully for yourself and I think that's the most powerful thing that you can ever take away from any coaching conversation is, is something that you see for yourself. And, and when you see it for yourself, things change. Your world changes. And when your world changes, it just it just looks different and you go about 
your life differently and you go about your work differently. And that's that's kind of how all change happens. And so that's what I'm interested in when I work with someone. So I just see hearing to that, it does to me seem to be about understanding what that resistance is, what's creating the resistance, not necessarily understand because you know it's it's really about okay so and this is what dr dyer was pointing to i guess well let's just stop stop resisting you know Mm. not not meditating every day if you stop resisting that then you know things open up for you oh completely completely (laughs) we could all learn a bit of that yeah 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 so what does your coaching practice look like look like now how would you how would you describe Mm. that well, again, this has been a real um, evolution, and I've had to get very comfortable with 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 it because, again, it's when when I've I've learned to fall out of my ideas about how I should be working and who I should be working with, and actually, what it looks like now is on a journey towards working with a very small number of very um, high. I hate to put a word on it like this, but high caliber clients, like people who are up to big things in the world and either they've got a big project or a big vision. Um, But I guess what really interests me is working with people at a really high level, high quality, meaningful levels of transformation. And so what that doesn't look like is by the hour, it's not, um, you know, a, a, a six-week course. It's it's really long-term, you know, minimum of three months, but ideally a, a year of working together, partnering together at a at a very on a very intimate level. Um, and so currently, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm working towards. And I've got one client who I'm working with at that level and it's fantastic and whereas previously I would have thought you know oh I need to get another client I need to get another client now I'm actually being far more selective I've really slowed down uh, slowed down and it looks to me like I'm I'm seeking out quality coaching relationships over just trying to get a client um, and that's really good it's it it's really good <laughs> because I finally feel like I'm really working with the kinds of people that I want to be working with and making the kind of impact that I that I mm. uh, want to be making in the world and I, and I can't do that by working with everybody under the sun you know it's actually it's actually far more impactful and and interesting to me you know I I realized that actually it's it's I love working with people at a very deep, um, meaningful level of transformation. So is that something that you've aimed for? Um, or is that something that's really organically appeared? It's organically appeared, um, veiled in a lot of resistance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I'm honest, it's how it always was for me if I trusted my intuition. Right. And this is probably my one regret that I hadn't trusted in 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 that um, in that for myself that that's the kind of meaningful work that I've always wanted to do. Um, so it's organically appeared as I have dropped out of all of the ideas that I have had around business and what it looks like to have a successful coaching practice um, and the kinds of fees you should be working at and all of those ideas as as I've just dropped out of that because it's quite exhausting um, I've very naturally fallen into this way of of working with clients and as a result I'm much I take longer I take longer with potential clients. I'm much more interested in working with one person at a really, really meaningful, deep level than with 10 clients, 20 clients. I mean, 
do you know what I mean? It just doesn't it doesn't appeal. It doesn't appeal, and I'm so pleased that I have finally <laughs> learned to trust in myself around that. I'm wondering, you know, what what kind of fears perhaps were going on because I could I could guess perhaps that you know because I know so I know for me I have a preference I only want to work with six or seven clients at a time and that least frees frees me up to do other stuff that I want to do. Um, I'm wondering what kind of fears perhaps you were listening to that was keeping that out. Oh gosh, what an interesting question. Um... The idea of needing to make money in mm. order to feel valuable as a person. Mm. Um, I, I, it, it, it's not been until recently that I realized how much I had attached, I don't know where this came from, I'd attached my self-value and self-worth to, um, to the amount of money that I was earning. No idea where that came from, but somehow that's the way it looked. Um, you know, and over the past few years, you know, I've had, we've had two two kids. You know, there's been a lot of transition. Um, I've got, I sort of lost my sense of, at least I thought I'd lost my sense of self-worth in that. And so it looked like I had to overcompensate for that and, and get my value back. And that looked like making money right now. And there was always a lot of resistance internally to that because I knew that it wasn't really me, you know. Um, that I wanted to do really meaningful work, high quality work with a few people, but but I didn't know how to how to make that happen. Um, and as I've just got more comfortable with who I am, sort of remembering who I am in a way, um, and, and realizing that I'm, you know, I don't need to prove myself to anybody. Um, I've, I've been able to slow down and, and, and truly work with people at a, a deeper level. And that's been mind-blowing mm. because I do charge high fees. <laughs> I do charge high fees. And, and actually, I'm not only comfortable with that I now. It's been a long, long journey with getting comfortable with the, the fees that I charge. But I feel like what clients I feel like the partnership that I have with clients now is is worth every every cent of, of what I charge and more and more and, and and they must do too otherwise they wouldn't be paying clearly you know that's right. like that, exactly. that, that's the bottom line um, exactly. so I, I don't know whether you're whether you're willing to share you know not necessarily numbers but I'm, I mean numbers if you want to but I'm I'm, I'm intrigued really at how how even that piece has changed like you know what how does the fees you were charging compared, you know, on that journey, you know, if you've gone from ten pound to a thousand pound or whatever, I'm, 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 I'm curious, like, how that's panned out. Right. Well, when I started out, I was charging like fifteen pounds or something, or I think it was fifteen euros at the time because I was working in Brussels, so yeah. I was charging fifteen euros for a for an hour. Um, and that was really as a way of getting just just getting clients, you know, working with clients and and seeing how how that how that would pan out. And and now now that just doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me at all. Like now I charge in the tens of thousands mm. um, for my highest fee paying clients, but but not all of my clients work at that level either. Yeah. So my you know my highest um, fee paying clients you know are in the tens of thousands for. For a year but equally you know I, I charge a few thousand for for lower packages um, and that that reflects the kind of commitment and, and and attention to my clients that I want to give to me it's a it's a level of support that I want to give to my client so it's actually not about the this is it it's not about the fee I really really it's it's really not about the fee I mean um, to me, it's more about the partnership. Does does it does it make sense to work together? Because if it does, then we'll figure out a fee. We'll figure out a fee. If it's not the high fee, it'll be a lower fee. But I'm I'm interested and passionate about working with that client on that particular project or whatever it is that they're working on. 
So, yeah. And I, it's it's I'm loving it's what great. you're saying. It's so 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 agree with you. I, I I've I guess my own thinking around fees has changed perhaps over the last three or four years in that um I really want the fee to be right for the client. Like, you yeah. know, as much as it is right for me. So it does become a that we're entering into a partnership. And this is why I say that, you know, a client can't pay a fee unless it's right right for them so you know i don't i know i don't want any of my clients to feel they've jumped off a cliff um, because that just that's that's simply not helpful but given a client's circumstances there is always a fee that's right for them and it then just becomes a matter of whether it's right for us too well i mean a perfect example of that is is a recent client where um when we'd had several conversations um, as to whether we might work together, and it was very apparent that she wanted to do this work, and it, I just was thrilled at the, the idea of working with her. Um, and I made three different proposals. One was for a short amount of work, um, and, and the, the highest was, you know, my highest fee for a year. And she really wanted to do the year program, but she couldn't get her head around it. She just, she just couldn't get her head around it. And, um, you know, in the end, I said, well, look, you know, do you want to just get started? Let's just get started. And and so we did a far, far lower fee program. We just did a foundational program for three months. And she loved it so much that she then went on and signed on for a year. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was just, it made sense. It made sense. It was never about the, it was never about the fee. And in fact, if she'd stopped at the end of the three months, that would have, you know, she would have gained a huge amount as well and it would have been perfect but by then she was really excited to work at that higher at that higher level so yeah yeah. so who who or what has influenced your coaching the most wow probably you know there are there are a few there are a few people that have influenced my coaching the most i mean Rich Litvin and Steve Chandler, to be yeah. to be sure. Um, I've never worked directly with Steve Chandler, but I just I love where he comes from um, in his work. And and Rich Litvin, I mean, I've worked with Rich, and it's just it's phenomenal stuff. Um, but also, I've been you know recently I've I've been really impacted by people working in the, the by my understanding of the principles. So you know, Aaron Turner, Mara Gleason. Um, and some of the others, but particularly those two, because I, I trained with them in 2014, and it just it just changed the whole direction of of my work. Um, and yeah, yeah. So th- those would be the main ones, but there are a lot of other people as well who, in their own subtle way, <laughs> yeah. have really influenced yeah, me. You know, absolutely. by being very real. Yeah. Mm. So I want to honour our time. Just got a couple more questions for you. Actually, mm. if you if you had. Um, and and to an extent you have some of them but if you had um by by people listening to this podcast but if you had uh, like all the coaches in the world in the room in a room <laughs> or indeed perhaps primarily coaches that were either just starting out or wanted to further develop their practice what might you say to them what might your message to them be Right. Wow. The, the the only words that come to mind are trust yourself. Mm. I can't think of anything other than that. Trust yeah. yourself. You know, and to expand on that, just like don't get, don't buy into the illusion that you need all of these programs and methods and strategies and techniques. Because I think it takes it takes you in the wrong direction. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and and then finally then really Susan so f- for you mm. why coaching what's, the, what's, I, what's it about what's your purpose to me it's about potential and possibility like the excitement of what 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 we're capable of capable of um, to me that just gets me really really excited like the possibilities for for people's lives, the possibility and the potential for, to, to to have a different experience of life and to to do more and but in a really natural, effortless way, you know, in a way that's very freeing. To to me, that gets me really excited, and I love the idea of what kind of world we would live in if 
if more people understood how how powerful they are and do you think That's so that there's me. like a sub question really here then and because you mentioned I, I meant to ask you this earlier you see um when you mentioned about partnership because i've seen a few people in perhaps uh some of the communities that we hang out in principles communities that it's all about teaching if everybody really understood these principles then that's it mm. coaching coaching's dead personally i don't oh. subscribe to that because i think there's part of the human condition is um the value of partnership so i love that you brought that word out i think there will always be a place for partnership but i wonder really what your what your view was on that you know there's a i think there's a difference between teaching and coaching Definitely. Now, I, I do think that some coaching would, would disappear. I think that some forms of coaching would, would not be useful to people anymore. Um, what, what I love about coaching is that it's not, it's, see, it's not therapy, it's not counseling, it's not fixing, it's none of that. It's getting to play around and to explore new possibilities it's kind of playing around with a you know once you've got a, a, a new way of looking at the world it's a way of playing around with that so it's a very exciting playful experimental uh, adventure mm. into yourself and into what's possible for you and into your potential to me that's where coaching really gets exciting and why that kind of coaching will never die because people want that. People love that. We all like to enjoy life, whatever it is we're doing. And, and I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. The time's flown by, Susan, it really has. So where can um, people find you or make, make contact with you? Uh, well, probably one of the best places is my website um, at susanandrews.com um, or people can find me on Facebook. Um, Susan Andrews on Facebook. Yeah, cool. That's probably one of the one of the best places to get a hold oh, of me. And of course, I include include the the links in these notes here. Yeah. Thank you very much, Susan. It's been wonderful. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much, Phil. Well, what a delightful conversation that was, getting to know Susan Andrews a little more. She touched on a number of points that come up time and time again in these conversations, such as how she, like most coaches, of course, uh, played with a form of marketing that really didn't feel in alignment to her. She said she learned what it took to sell from an intellectual perspective. And of course, that's not the place from which people invest in coaching. And then how, if that system doesn't work out, it's so tempting to make it about ourselves rather than about the system that we're using. Indeed, I've witnessed a few coaches out there who suggest that if no one's buying from you, it's about you. It's about the impact of your coaching. Now, of course, an element of that can be true, but really, in my experience, that's rarely the case. I love how Susan now feels that connection and having clients appear is just a natural part of life now and I think that's an indication that she simply has very little thinking going on about it and without that thinking it is happening naturally and organically through the simplicity of connection. This is a lovely free-flowing conversation. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you. I always love and appreciate all of your comments, your feedback, your questions. Keep sending them. I really appreciate you listening and as ever I wish you much love and joy.